Hello and welcome to Sneak Review. I'm your host Chris. On this podcast we take a movie we haven't seen yet, we watch the trailer, then we use a time machine to give you our full review of the movie before it's even out. We also have a review of the review episode where we review our own review of the movie, so that means the review of the review episodes actually have spoilers. Well, let's start the show. Rule number one. This is the what you can touch, what you cannot touch rule. <laughs> can you touch this? Can you touch this? No, 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 no. <laughs> the law says you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house tonight. <laughs> and I don't see a cop inside. <laughs> Welcome to Sneak Review. Oh, God. <laughs> that was fun, right, Amanda? It's just you and me. It's so weird. You know... <laughs> I miss Matthew McConaughey, but God damn it, that was a fun XXL. <laughs> this is the episode where Amanda was placed in charge of sequel naming. This is the episode where that began. Well, I had just watched Magic Mike, the first one. So we were like talking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think it was still fresh in our minds. So it was fun. Matthew McConaughey was fresh on your mind. Oh, he you oh, yeah. loved him. You well, loved I him. also talked about how he looked like a freakish monster with that body. It was as if um, someone created the statue of David in wax and then put it under a hot lamp. <laughs> it just sort of melted and sweated and was and then really put awful. in a sound box that says "All right, all, all right, right. <laughs> just <laughs> on a loop." Also, this was probably my favorite episode. I'm not to say to our guests that we have on the show that they suck, but you know, they you got to catch up. <laughs> got to catch up, guest. You're not as good as the home crew. I mean, but the, we had a lot of good material to work with too. So we it did. Might I mean, not be their fault. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> Tate's. I mean, it's Magic Mike XXL Equis Equis L. Yes, Dos Equis. It is the episode I promised that I would never die. Um, <laughs> wow, a lot of milestones in this episode. You know, we're back. We just watched the lip sync battle. That was awesome. Between Channing Tatum and his wife, who I can't remember her name. But they're both incredible dancers. And yeah, you can tell that like they picked their favorite songs, songs that they knew by heart, and then kind of goofed on each other. And it was it was really great. They're both performers and they're both dancers. So it made... It made for, like, a really good show. Magic Mike XSL, the biggest movie in the world. <laughs> so this movie, number 1078 domestically of all time. <laughs> Here's the chart where it excels. It is the second largest drop-off from Friday to Saturday on the opening week, which means that so many people went on Friday and then not on Saturday. I think that was probably because everybody's like, we got to go first day and throw money at the screen, and, you know, things like that. <laughs> did that happen in screenings? When me and you went, we, no, just kidding, we didn't go. <laughs> we did not go. We were in my living room throwing dollar bills at my computer. Yeah. Adam and Brooke, gone. Gone. Bye-bye. Don't even see her. Just She's good. a ghost. She ghosted. I'm glad. I think it worked out. Oh, listeners also, you still get a tweet at me if I should upgrade to Windows 10. I still, <laughs> you didn't get a response? I'm not sure. No. Tweet at Sneak Review. We're going to get into the important segments. Today is my birthday. It's Who are you? I'm the motherfucker that found this place, sir. I actually, in re-listening to this, found out this is the episode when I impregnated the Chastcast idea into the podcast, and it was born in the Ant-Man episode. Ah. Because... 
you said your favorite is not in this one. And then I was quiet for a minute because I had I was like, who the fuck is she talking about? I was like, Jessica Chastain? And you were like, no, Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, oh, yeah. It made me realize that I needed to get Chast more into this podcast. Okay. And that's how it started. That's the Chast news for today, guys. Oh. No more Chast news. No more talking about Chastain. Guys, we've got more theme songs coming next episode. We're going to have a different theme song. There's harmonies. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. So I think it's time we talk about the review of the review. Okay. If that's cool. Yeah. With you. So we talked about the first movie a lot, obviously. We, didn't, we don't have too many quotes in here about that, but there was some. You said that the first movie kind of made the real-life parts seem super dull, and the strip club parts seem so much fun. I said that I go to indie strip clubs that play Elliot Smith. <laughs> And I think the only other thing said about the first one was we were talking about the disparity between the cast. In this one, there's a lot of people that are just missing. Dallas, for example. Mm. We also talked about what could have happened in the interim between the two movies that Mm. caused Adam and Brooke not to be in them, Mm. which was fun. Um, I said that Adam probably got shot by an escaped prisoner. Uh, and then you said, so Brooke, she's not in a, Oh, she died too. <laughs> so we think she offed herself after Adam was killed by an escape oh, prisoner. Oh, okay. So that was our theory on what happened in between the movies, which I think they should probably make a movie called Magic Mike XL that is the story about Brooke and Adam and what happened to them, like in between why they left. You don't agree? No. <laughs> the worst parts about the first movie let's just take them out of the entire environment that was actually watchable and watch these two nutsacks do what they do for from day to day well i think um the only way to expand the magic mic verse so that it's as big as the marvel universe is (laughs) the mmcu the magic mic cinematic universe we need to do the xxl and then we need to have the pre ones and then there needs to be a spin-off that's just called dallas and it's just yeah that needs to be a prequel yeah yeah wait a prequel the first one yeah i like that okay okay yeah i was thinking in between it about what he did it's gonna be an origin story for the club so it's like the captain america first avenger of this universe it's like going back a grittier it's like like phantom menace dark knight (laughs) Dark Knight. No, but it would be like Batman Begins. Cause Batman Begins. Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. Who do you think the villain would be? We're going off the rails already. The cops? Oh, yeah? Uh, the cops? Dirty we got cops? a lot of loud breakers. In. No, maybe in the prequel, he's an undercover cop that goes to strip clubs and has to bust women who are touching the guys. And he can't help himself but to rip off his clothes and touch yeah. women. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah. see any cops around here. And then they're like, oh, he said he's not a cop. And then he's like, ah, I got you, nah. bitches. <laughs> I think the tagline for this one, or at least in the trailer, at the very end, it just said, you're welcome, because they know what the fuck we want. <laughs> we want to see dancing. We want to see singing. No, we don't. Just dancing. No, <laughs> no one don't. sings in these movies. That would be dumb. Except for Childish Gambino. I feel like there was a scene in XXL where Big Dick Richie uh, sang. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. He lip synced to Backstreet Boys. That's yeah. Thank you. The best scene in the movie. You're welcome. I can't wait to talk about it told everybody that i've come across since watching that movie about that scene yeah we'll go into that now that was the best <laughs> scene in any magic mike movie really was do you, you agree with that yes. right did he pour chips on himself yeah oh then... it was a bag of cheetos that he exploded in front of his face and they fell they fell down to his his body and um and then he went 
uh, he sort of sauntered back to the water, like the the refrigerator that had the water in it, and uh, opened a bottle of water and poured it all over himself, which I one hundred percent called like thirty seconds yeah, before it happened. Um, and and the line at the end was so perfect, which is how much for the Cheetos and water? How much for the Cheetos and water? One of the better parts for me about that whole sequence was every once in a while they would cut back to all the guys standing outside of the window watching them just going nuts like they were you know they spent a significant amount of time beforehand pumping him up like you're a beautiful person and like this is gonna be this is gonna be your um your death star basically like you're gonna you're gonna go in there and you're just gonna nail this and this is gonna be all you and during it they would cut back to them and they're just jumping up and down like monkeys they're just like going at it and they're they're like cheering them on you can't really hear it which makes it funnier and it's it's great for a movie with male strippers this has a very broy tone like yeah. the first one did i think this one was even broier yeah um i mean i don't all think about the bros. you said you loved it and you were not expecting to love it do you think that that holds up? No. You didn't like the sequel? You didn't love the sequel? I loved watching that scene in the convenience store. I get Okay, I I liked it. There were parts that I really didn't like in between, but the parts that I liked well, most of it was just my hands over my face face watching through my fingers. Um but the fact that that made me react that way, I guess I was entertained. It made you feel something like any good art should. <laughs> like it was like going to the museum of fine art, and <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it was exactly like a night at the MFA. Yeah, yeah. I think the second movie is much more fun. Yeah, I think the tone is better because I think the first one, as as you said, it was almost like a dark stripper movie about how sad it is to be a stripper. So even yeah. though they showed the fun parts in the strip club, outside of the strip club, it was all just depressing yeah. about how he wanted to do something else in it's, his life. It's technically a drama, yeah. Where, whereas this one, the tone of the whole thing, it starts off and you're like, oh, I'm getting... Because it just starts off with, like, Dallas is dead. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, this is going to be a really Yikes. heavy movie. And yeah. then it's like, no, Dallas isn't dead. We were just kidding. Yeah, which I... I <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was a, I, I think that was a pretty hilarious plot device. Tell them how upset I got when you I got, heard that. You got real quiet. I, I was you so crushed sure. your arms. It blew my mind. <laughs> it did. Because I was like, whoa, they just killed Dallas so yeah. he can never come back in yeah. XXXL? You got real quiet. And then as soon as... Who was it? I think it was Tarzan who said, you know, we only told you that he died to bring you here. And then as soon as, as, soon as he said that, you could... I could see like the weight lift off of you and you were like, oh, that was a weird thing to do. And yeah. then you were like, cool for the rest <laughs> for the rest of the movie. Um, you said about this one, you always love seeing the Chatham dance. <laughs> you realized halfway through you said Chatham and you're like, oh, wait. And I was like, no, we're calling him that. Totally blends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Chatham. I, I think, you know, Chatham had some really good dance parts in this. <laughs> he did. I said in the other one that I thought that the dancing was directed so beautifully and yeah. almost nothing changed in this one. I feel like it wasn't as good as the Soderbergh uh, dancing. Even at the end when they go to the Myrtle Beach show, it was good, but there it didn't capture the magic of the first one. I don't think it was good at all. Um, yeah, it just... It didn't work. It was really awkward. They were like, I get that they... So Jada Pinkett Smith is in this movie. Um, <laughs> Best. You were like, is that Jada Pinkett Smith? I was like, there's no fucking were like, way no, that's Jada Pinkett Smith. No, and I was Why like, bro. <laughs> and it was. And it was. And I love, I loved her character, actually. 
but um, they were clearly using her for the transition from stage to stage. They had all those stages set up and, you know, the, each one of them had their different show and they were using her as the MC. And I was sort of distracted by the fact that I was watching Jada Pinkett Smith act to really notice at the time, like, this is really fucking awkward. And why are they splitting it up like this? And like, what, you know, like the stuff that they were doing on stage was awkward. Yeah. Um, like it just like I don't know it wasn't it wasn't good and it was the finale and it's supposed to be and it was it was sad the best dance sequence whole the whole sequence in Jada Pinkett Smith's manhouse was by far the best shot the best dances like all of that kind of stuff for me anyway yeah. and I just thought that was so interesting and I kind of understand like the first movie, it was all on one stage, all in one club, in a strip club. Like, that's what you expect when you go to see, like, a stripper movie, quote, unquote, unquote. Um, but, and I get, like, the sequel that he wants to do something different. And, like, that's the go out on the road aspect and whatever. You want to switch it up from, like, just the single shot on the stage. And, like, this house does that beautifully because there's so many levels and so many rooms and so many things going on. But then, like, to bring it back to, like, this finale sort of sequence and have it, like, fall way flat, way flatter than the the house sequence. Yeah. It's, like, weird. Why is Donald Glover in this is what I said. And, you know, uh, I still kind of agree with that. I, maybe because they needed somebody who people know that can sing also and act. But I felt like it was a very weird, his character served no purpose. As we, we were discussing during the film, oh, so they went there to get Andre, who's going to MC, which is Donald Glover's character. But then Jada Pinkett Smith was the MC, So it was like, there was no reason. And then he still kind of showed up a few parts, but he didn't really, that right? Yeah. yeah. It, I was, mean, it was a little bit more of a different flavor because they did bring him on in the finale to sing a song to partially MC at a point i think he introduced he just Big did the wed- wedding part he came out and said you're all gathered here yeah it was like that yeah 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 which is i guess i don't know i don't know he just has he's so undefinable as as far as like his talents go so he i don't know it was this weird mishmash of stuff that he can do and they just said okay just go on screen and do whatever it is you do and they just and he has really nice muscles so take off your shirt in the meantime and then just like rub up on a lady and i feel like he could do all three of those things at the same time um so that's maybe why that happened but it was i will say like it was a draw for me when i saw him on the cast list i was like donald glover is in this and then when he came on screen i think i said out loud uh, if he takes off a shirt i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> like, you said if, if he strips you're gonna lose your mind yeah. but that, that's I, he didn't I did. go into a full down strip no he strip didn't. mode but he, t- he took off his sport coat i think is the only thing that he had on yeah it's just bare chested with a sport coat which is the gentleman's dress. <laughs> yes, of course. You th- so you think he wrote that part, Donald Glover? I would not be surprised if he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really think that he did. Because before, when we saw uh, saw the movie, you said that you thought it was uh, funny to see Donald Glover play himself. So, do you think he was playing himself in a in a matter of speaking? If he were, if Donald Glover were to become a stripper, 
or he's not enter no how dare you enter into that underground world i have a feeling that he would do something similar it wouldn't just be like let me gyrate on stage it would be he would have a mic in his hand do you think that they had Dallas in the script, and then they were like, oh, let's add Jada Pinkett Smith and Donald Glover to cover Matthew McConaughey's whole... <laughs> Maybe. You know what I think? I think they started out as the same role. Yeah, and then And they, they sort of split it up just to get that extra sort of star power. Yeah. They split it up somehow. I don't know who came first, Donald Glover or Jada Pinkett Smith. The I old think, question. Uh, I think maybe Donald Glover came first, though, because if they were like, we'll give this part to Donald Glover... And then, no, we need more star power. Okay, let's give some lines to another person. Who do we got? Jada Pinkett Smith sort of thing. Because Jada, actually, we didn't mention on the podcast because she was not on IMDb. She was like a complete surprise cameo, which was nice. But we knew Elizabeth Banks, Donald Glover, and uh, Amber Heard were going to be in it. Which mm-hmm. I-, I thought they all did pretty well. But Andy McDowell was a surprise oh, for me. Yeah, that was a surprise. I thought it was too easy to get the boys back together at the beginning of this movie. Mm. As you described it, they kind of, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, like, wiped the slate clean and got rid of the first movie, which was a testament to how much you hated the first movie. It was like, oh, yeah, I mean, they just kind of got rid of it because it didn't matter at all. But I feel like it actually played out kind of differently than that. They had a lot of time. I even said to you during it, this feels like episode two of a TV show, and we missed previously on like they just it started like bam it just started running like right off the bat because they kind of didn't really introduce the other strippers too well you know what i mean it it felt like there was maybe scenes cut or just they were like "Eh, everybody who saw the first one you know i don't think you're going into xxl not having seen the original (laughs) you were more excited to see the returning characters than the new ones which you know made sense because they're the boys they just and they're back have a in place town. in my heart they <laughs> do and they all had character arc it seemed like they were like i'll be in this movie if you give my character a story because big dick richie was a supporting character in the last one he had more talking and stuff than the other characters but i don't remember ken is that his name matt bomer i don't remember him or tito or gabriel Iglesias character People like that doing anything in the first one. They had small parts and they were funny at parts, but there was no character there. And I feel like this one was actually much better on the character. Like Big Dick Richie had the marriage slash my dick is too big arc, which was very funny. <laughs> Glass slipper arch, yeah. 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 Ken's character had a kind of arc with he was pissed off at it. It wasn't a good arc, but he was pissed off at Mike for leaving the strip club. That also was a thing that he was mad and me and you were like did we miss something did he like the girl from the first one then we were like no he didn't have any and then we realized halfway through the movie when he told him he was like oh well i was mad that you left us so is he mad because did channing tatum leaving the club did that just completely bring it down like did the club crumble I don't think that was it, but if you remember at the end of the last one, it changes when the big guy leaves. He was one of the big guys. He left, so it probably changed the whole flow of things. Does that make any sense? I don't... I just didn't jive with that whole, like... Like, there was drama with the two of them from the beginning, and it took so long for me to catch on what it actually was about, and then when I understood what it was about, it didn't hold up. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it was very strange. I feel like the script for this one was much more, I don't know, they seem to have a lot of things kind of coming out of left field. 
You said that they at the end of the movie they're all they're making their way to Myrtle Beach and they get up on stage uninvited. They just kind of show up, go up and show everybody what's new. It was a little different and played out a little differently. They than sort them. of were. I mean, they were uninvited technically, but um, yeah, there was prep involved, a lot of theatrics and um, lighting and smoke and glitter and glitter yeah choreography there was like two days of choreography and building sets and sex swings and all of this kind of stuff so yeah there was there was a lot of planning involved talking about the pony scene where he's dancing on the workbench which was great that actually i think was probably one of my favorite dance parts of the movie i think that was part of my problem with the end was you went up um the characters from the ones that aren't as important like tito then we went up to Ken, who... I... No, we started with Tarzan. Oh, yes. And there Sorry. was some glitter shit. He he made a painting with glue and then threw glitter on it. And uh, I forget what Did it we said. start with Tarzan? Yes, or... we okay. did. And then because went... he can barely move around on stage. Yes. So there was just a bunch of glitter thrown around. And then that was his... He, took, he, threw, off of his, he threw off his cape. And uh, that was like his big move. Well, Tarzan's... Um, story arc was that he just is this great artist and he just i feel like each of um the finales sort of when it came to fruition all of them had their interests represented on stage so of course he had to do this i can't even remember what it was now and it's not important because it was so fucking boring yeah it, it was but i think the magic was lost when I know, uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> the magic was lost um, because we did that initial part where there's just one second of them all together. Then it goes Tarzan, Tito, Ken comes in, does some sort of dance shit. I don't know. It. It. I don't think his was great either. I don't know if he could dance. Can't. But he was actually singing. Oh, was he? Singing? That was yeah. That was his thing. He was singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we can sing and dance this song, guys. Watch it again and sing this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we went to the wedding. Then, in what I thought was a very stupid move, then the last dance is Mike and new dudes. Why? Because the the concept of it was to do a mirrored routine. Why didn't they just do a dance where... I think it's just Mike has just done a lot of reflection on this whole journey with his bros and okay that's the culmination of of his finale he just it's a reflection of himself you know and they just needed a a face a body to fill in for the other side of the mirror i think the all together part should have been at the end maybe or something like for a big finale or mike should have been alone because he's like the hero of the movie I don't know. I don't know how to write movies, but I don't think this is the way you do it. <laughs> I don't know how to be at a stripper convention, so I don't know if they did it right either. But yeah. um, no, the, yeah, the finale, the the end of all all five of these performances was all the lights came up and everybody's just partying on their own stage and just like really awkward because that girl is still in the sex swing and like those other women are still covered in whipped cream and have just been sitting there for about. 20 minutes watching everything else go on so talking about that dance from the trailer you said that he dances out of his garage and all the neighbors are watching (laughs) watching him that would have been a good moment i thought that should have been in there were i to write magic mike xxl 
Should we write a like Magic Mike XXXL or Triple X? All I would want to do was put the entire cast of Fast and Furious mm, yeah. into this franchise. Um, oh my god, we could tie in all the universes. Just one part where BB-8 rolls by. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the conflict wasn't great, but the steps that it took to get to the end were fun. Which, again, that's 100% how I feel about this movie. Yeah, the the feeling of this movie was more fun still not a great movie (laughs) yes i i agree the dancing not shot as well as the first one as i said but i think there were parts that eclipsed the first one which again that store part worth the entire price of admission to this movie so so great yes yeah and that the whole house i'm just i'm i still hold all of those scenes in like a different light than all of the first ones because how many times can you shoot like a a strip scene on a stage like this was just like a completely different venue and it was so different that it was worth putting it in i think that if you rewatch the first one though you'd be like oh these dances are so much better than that house part great yeah great but for doing a second stripper movie taking it out off of the stage yeah and into a house like mm. that it's really cool it's like uh they're stepping up to the streets almost. a little bit <laughs> you loved it because you were able to pretend the first one did not happen <laughs> that's sort of true oh i yeah i just didn't have fun slogging through the first one so now we're gonna talk about the ending we don't have post credits to talk about we're gonna talk about your view of the ending <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which was you said at you know after they won the convention Mike got a strip club and he cleaned it up. And it wasn't like the first one where he had a compromise and he had to choose between his his love of stripping and his love of the emotionless brook. You said that in this one it ended and he was like, I make furniture. I can make the furniture for the strip club and also run the strip club. And it was like moving away from Dallas and it was going to be Mike's strip club. If I remember... Didn't it end kind of weird? It didn't end. It just stopped? They got off the stage. I think they showered up and shaved and like went outside and there were fireworks on a pier somewhere. And they all gazed at the fireworks and then credits. And I think we both sat there and said, wait, is there more? I kind of wish they had gone with your ending of at least some sort of happy tale because we kind of know that they're coming back, right? It's going to come back. Again, if I were to write a Magic Mike movie, I would have written that ending and somebody should contact me. But I would like if they could bring Dallas back at some point. I know you do. You don't think he's fun? Come on. No, I like Jada Pinkett better than Dallas. I know you're mad at me. I know. Get over This podcast it. is over. <laughs> not Not this episode. I loved her character so much. I just loved how sexy she was and how how feminine she was but like i don't know like she she made me feel sexy and i love jada pinkett smith i love her just as a person as a mother as a female like as an actress all of those things everything that she is also listeners don't go to the oscars because jada pinkett's not going and neither is will So, oh, is that a we are, stand we, we that they're stand taking? with Jada? So we have some weird rating systems on this one. Yeah. So let's swing it. So we t- <laughs> we talked about the first one. You rated the first Magic Mike two stripper dongs out of four. Oh, I rated it two and a half. For the XXL, 
We both rated the Dosis Equis Trace Equis. We gave it three X's. <laughs> Triple wow. X movie. We thought it was going to be better than the first one. Wow. What, what do you think now? Is there a number you would give? I, um, I wouldn't give it a zero because of the scenes that I did enjoy. So I'm going to have to give it a one. One stripper dong. I thought you liked it better than the first one. Yeah, you if I could retroactively, oh, you would retroactively score. <laughs> you think it's that bad? Yeah. The first, you do? Yeah. Really? Mm. I'm going to stick with my 2.5 for the first one because I think it was a pretty good movie. And I think the second one, though, I'm not going Trace Equis. I'm probably going... Oh, it's tough. Probably one and a half Equis mm. <laughs> because, like I said, that part in the store was the best part in any of the Magic Mike movies. But I, I, the directing from the first one didn't hold up, so it definitely took it down a point for the scenes not looking as good. And I don't think... So then who do you think is the best character in this movie? I'm not talking... In the, in the sequel? Sequel. Who do you think was the best? had the best character arc? Big Dick Richie. I was going to say, I think... Him dancing wise, he wasn't the best, but I think his his story was by far the most complete. It's his movie. Yes, the you XXL could argue is the term. you could yeah. argue that it's Big Dick Richie's movie. He had he had the growth of yeah. it, as <laughs> as far as characters go. Yeah, I deserve that. He was he was in search of something the whole time and. He really worked on it, and he had people helping him work on it, and all of this kind of stuff. And and he was also like he was part comic relief, and yeah. he nailed the comedy. I thought yeah. in this. So, uh, any final thoughts? Anything else? Uh, I thought that character thing was a good question. Good job, Chris. I high fived myself, <laughs> which is also a clap. Uh, no, I don't. No? I don't have anything else. I don't think. Okay, we'll be back. Next episode, we're going to do probably 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is the sequel to the sequel to Cloverfield because it's in the same universe, but it could be completely different. Whoa. Mm. Um, And we're also going to do Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So from all of us at the podcast. Yay. (laughs) We might be back.